A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Stretch Marks with me, Caroline Foran, and me, Sinead O'Moore. Episode two. No backing out now. <laughs> we actually <laughs> stretched it to episode two. I can't believe it. Okay. Welcome so. to our two-part season. Yeah, Done. yeah, yeah. This might be it. We don't know. We don't know. But today we want to talk about, I suppose, the most obvious stretch mark of all, how we feel about our body. The actual, literal stretch marks that we go through from the minute the seed is planted in there and growing to when it comes out and beyond. And beyond. Absolutely. Because I don't know about you, but definitely... I love and appreciate what my body did, but I don't feel comfortable in her. There is an awful lot of talk these days about loving yourself and just look mm. in the mirror and tell yourself you're amazing, especially after becoming a mother. You know, it's and it's really important that we respect and appreciate what our body has done, the significance of it. But it's one thing to say it and another thing to feel good about yourself and for that to register and sink in. Um, becoming a parent, pregnancy can't not alter your your perspective on yourself see for me I think a lot of people think oh the pregnancy body and the stretch that happens in pregnancy and how that alters your body and all that kind of stuff firstly had the best body confidence in pregnancy but secondly I don't think my problem was pregnancy I think it's parenting I just have no time to look after my body and as the years are going by that has been my biggest stretch what's been your stretch for this week my stretch for this week is sickness (laughs) my stretch for this week is when little people get sick. And that can be, look, the, the, the cough, the cold, you know, the tummy bugs or whatever. But um, yeah, we had Jew in Temple Street um, for an MRI. She had a seizure in January and the stretch of the fear, the stretch of the actual fear that why do they want to investigate something? Why can it not just be? And that's what, you know, the body and the love. Like, I just think as long as her body is working, isn't that all that's important? And I want her to grow up to only love and adore the fact that her body is working. But that has to start with me and how I talk about my body and how I show two girls how to love their bodies, no matter how they look. But I'm not there. I'm not in that place, you know, and I have to censor myself a lot around them so that they don't pick up on those things. Yeah. I mean, hopefully for for the girls generation now growing up, we're, we're so much more aware of the language that we we'll use. They won't be they'll they'll see representations of all different sizes and bodies and women's and with women in, in media. And I just I like to believe that they won't be in the same position that we've been mm. b- brought up to, you know, admire heroin chic and all that stuff, which is finally. Yeah, but Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just not going to allow my child on Instagram. What about are you going to try and keep them up? Well, no, I mean, look, no, as in we don't know what's coming around the corner. See, I don't I have a boy, so I don't feel like I have the same pressure around the body image. Yeah, I'm for them. I'm. I think it starts with me, though. It starts yeah. it starts with, uh, you know, how they hear me talk about myself, how they see how I want to take care of myself. 
you know, I don't I don't say to them, I'm going to go and work out now. I'm going to go and exercise now because I want to stay healthy and I want to stay well. Yeah. Um, similarly, I don't say mommy has to go and rest or mommy wants to, you know, I'm not doing enough to show them how to take care of their sel- themselves and love their bodies to a place where it is healthy and it is working. Because as soon as I saw, you know, my child in Temple Street with a potential problem outside of just a sickness that might pass, that is when it really hit me that actually all they should be educated on is the fact that their bodies work. Mm. Um, but I know myself, like, and we'll go through the polls and we'll go through how people, you know, we asked on Instagram how they're feeling around their body confidence and their body stretch. And I am the percentage of those that also look at their body and just do not like what they see. My stretch this week, um, not so much to do with the the body, but um, I, I realised that where I struggle with, you know, we always say like, oh, I don't have the time for this. I don't have the mm. space. I don't need the time. Even when I get the time to do stuff for me in a work capacity, when I, I so my, I have a minder who comes four hours a day in the morning and then I'm mommy from then on. Um, so I'm like, right, I have this time. I'm going to fire through loads of stuff and I'm going to get so self-employed like yourself. What I'm finding is that having having the time is is one thing. Having the, the cognitive capacity is another. So when you're when you're stretched in so many different directions and you're you're drained or you're tired, and you sit down to finally have that moment where you're productive, the product the productivity doesn't necessarily come. It doesn't show up just because you scheduled it in. Yeah, it doesn't show up, and I just feel the need to. Like, I'm just I feel like I'm much slower. I'm I'm you know. I'm getting caught up in doing like just admin stuff and I'm almost afraid to get into something meaty. Um, so I yeah, I feel stretched in that way where where when I do have the time to work um, and I have to get stuff done, I almost need like, I need a major pressure on me to get, like we needed to book this studio to get mm-hmm. in here. Otherwise we would have been, you know, chasing Wouldn't our tails happened. for months. Um, but yeah, my my old kind of fire and drive and ability to get stuff done when you're when you're tired and, and you, when you finally get a moment to yourself and you just want to sit there I just can't fill it with loads of other cognitive tasks and I think that was a big thing with COVID everyone realised that okay yes now we, we realise we, we now have the time for all the things we said we'd never do but we're actually a bit cognitively at capacity from worrying about the rest of the world and what's going on that it's not we're not able to go and become fluent in Italian right away so that's my stretch this week not a very major stretch but something that I've been thinking about you need a manager yeah, that's you. Can you do that for me? Because you're very good at that. You are like on fire. You could be like, <laughs> it's 1am. I've got the laptop and I've written a book in an hour. No, but I have been just look, you talk about the pandemic as we I've, I went through a phase where I had no choice and I had no childcare. I was working. I had the girls at home. You learn a capacity to just get shit done. Yeah, you just get it done. And that's how I that's how I work. If there's a minute where there is some peace and quiet and silence, I have my head in work. That's the nature of being self-employed as well, isn't it? Yeah. Really, I mean, you, you have to. It, there's no like nine to five or hours no. clocked off. It's it's around the clock, and it's it's amazing. Like I'm really grateful that I was able to set myself up to be able to work like this, um, and to be able to to be in here now. But back to the back to the body stretch, the, yeah. the physical stretch. So, it, um, in pregnancy, as I was saying in the last episode, I had a terrible time. I was miserable. Um, I couldn't exercise at all. I couldn't even go for a walk with the pelvic girdle pain, and um, I was not prepared for how much my body was going to change, and and I was just stuck in such a comparison trap which we all we all do and all the time of seeing people that were just like two legs and a bump and I felt like I just I put on weight in every different direction and I Mm. couldn't move and I start you know when you can't even go for a walk like you just start to think 
it's so much of so much of how you think and view your body is mental like it's not necessarily that you need to be in the gym every day but even just the act of going for a walk makes you think more positively about your body because you've moved it mm. so I didn't have that and I went into very much a negative headspace with my body um, and then of course there's the oh he's going to pop out now and my tummy's going to shrink back and, and bounce back and I'll be back in my crop tops I don't own any crop tops uh, you know within a few weeks no not at all um, how much of that was fueled though by what you're like consuming consuming I would say almost all of it is fueled by what you're consuming um, and the portrayal of, of motherhood on, on social media and you know even like even the, the way that you know like when Kate Middleton or something gave birth and she gets presented literally minutes after having the baby come out with the blow dry and it's like whoa <laughs> I mean I was still covered in like you mean you placenta. didn't have the hairstylist in the Lido wing no and like oh my god just the reality versus expectation of what would physically happen after was so there was such a gap there um, and I really had to to dig deep to look in the mirror and not be like okay you know, I need to get rid of this now. I remember writing a list when I was like 12 weeks out from giving birth and it was, when I was pregnant, like I, I could, all, all I wanted to eat was spaghetti hoops and, and chicken nuggets. Like I couldn't, nice. there was nothing healthy. I didn't want a vegetable. The glory days. It was so blissful when I actually could go and get a dirty <laughs> McDonald's. I was like, this is the one thing that's not going to come back up. But I, I remember texting my, my personal trainer being like, I'll be, the baby is coming in 12 weeks. So just like, we'll be getting back on it. Absolutely. Like, are you having a laugh thinking you're going to be going to the gym when you have a newborn baby? And then I wrote a list. I'm of just all laughing of, at the fact that you would have a personal trainer. I have to have one because I won't. <laughs> I won't do one. I won't exercise myself. I Goes need back to your work thing. You I need, need a manager. The accountability. I need someone like I'm here at this time. You better come. Otherwise, I'll be like I'm just. I won't do anything. I need it. Um, but I wrote this list of all the foods I was going to start eating as soon as I had the baby, and it was like trying to reassure myself that I was going to get back on track, bounce back, bounce back. And of course, you know, when he came and I was in such a vulnerable state, I. At first, I'd be, I was eating toast or eating like a piece of dry crust, whatever you could get your hands on. And I was so needed to nourish myself with love and comfort and comforting food that I just remember being like, are you like, it was just the expectation I had put on myself mm. to bounce back. Where were you before pregnancy though in your body image? I was, I was kind of building myself for pregnancy. So I had started training knowing that I was trying to get pregnant um, and, and believing that if I went into it really fit, I'd come out of it really fit. So I had probably been... But well, there in, is merit to that. Yeah, I was probably be in the best shape of my life going into pregnancy. Mm, me too. Um, and feeling really good about myself and being consistent. Mm. Um, and then, you know, that all fell apart. And, and I, I think I was pretty good. Once I had Kayla and I realised, you know, actually how I'm feeling mentally is so much more important right now. Um, than what I look like or getting into any clothes I just that dropped off as soon mm. as I had him and I'm really glad that I was able to value the mental part of it so much more and the healing I needed to do there and the support I needed there um, but after a while you know because you start people like even on DMs would start saying things like oh like I'm I'm 12 weeks out and I still have the bumper I'm this it's, it's, you, you get mm. to this point in time where people expect that enough time has passed now you can't be clinging on to the yeah. the newborn you've just had a baby thing and um, so and, and I was months Instead and months of remembering that you were always postnatal. Yes. And I was like, how long can I say postpartum? I was like, yeah, forever. Mm. Um, so after a few months, then I tried to, I, but I found it really difficult to get back into any, I, with walking and everything because of my pelvic pain flaring up. Um, so I've just had to, I've had to try and learn. I'm not great at it to be really patient with myself. And now what has changed for me in a really positive way is that any exercise I do do, it's not about aesthetics. That's 
if, if that happens, that's a nice little side effect. Mm. I have to be functionally strong to be able to not be in pain. So for my pelvic pain not to be ruining my day, I need strength in my core. I need strength in my glutes. So that's the drive. Otherwise, I'm in pain. If I don't exercise, I'm in pain. I can't carry my baby. I can't go for a walk. So that has changed in a really positive way. And I have to do it. It is. It, and it's an appreciation for what your body can do instead of how it looks. And I think for a lot of people, you know, we're not so great at understanding why our body looks different and why it has changed and the functions that are involved in that, you know, whether it's the prolactin that has been pumping through your system so that your body could, in fact, stretch to fit a human and inside the relaxing and everything, you know, so it's 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 really important, I think, for us to tune into this isn't like a consequence of being lazy and sitting around. For me, I put on more weight postnatally because I literally get more milk than a cow and I my body just tends to get like really squishy when I'm breastfeeding. And I'm also the thing that I didn't anticipate postnatally was how much you sit. So Mm. I would have gone into my first pregnancy. Literally, I got married like hours. Sorry, I got pregnant hours after we got married. It was a bit of a (laughs) surprise honeymoon baby. Um, And so my like bounce back to your pre baby weight that's my wedding day weight yeah so like who the heck is ever going to bounce back to their wedding day weight but yet that is in my in my mind like that's where I'm supposed to that's the photo you will look at yeah that's old me that's old me it wasn't old me that was wedding me yeah so probably starving like (laughs) but I was I was definitely fit I was definitely but I was so indulgent in my self-care in comparison you had the time I had the time I had the time and I had the motivation and I had, you know, you had a social life. You had, I was moving all the time. I was either like, you know, walking to meetings, walking to meet friends, dancing all night in Mm -hmm. nightclubs. I mean, yeah, sure. I was drinking alcohol. I was consuming calories, but I'm sure my arse was getting a really good workout. Yeah. (laughs) So none of that is happening. So, you know, pregnant. I felt really well. Um, I was, I had her in the summer. So for the, the second half of the year, it was, sorry, the second half of the pregnancy, it was coming into like warm weather. So, and long evenings. I didn't have another baby in bed. Mm-hmm. I could go for a walk at eight, nine, ten o'clock with my partner. I could move as much and as often as I wanted. And then she was born and I was breastfeeding and I would sit for hours. So we hear about cluster feeding and how often they want to feed. But we also don't like, what didn't land for me was yes and you must be stationary for all of that time yeah so I was sitting feeding I was sitting at night I was sitting 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 and then if you have if she's not on you actually sometimes the last thing you want to do is like get up and exercise oh god no so uh, that was the shock to me and also my appetite I had a really positive food relationship in pregnancy I didn't really have cravings and I wasn't ill I kind of kept what I was eating before and I was able to add again the luxury of time I was able to source good food and do the things that I thought pregnant women you know should fuel their bodies with because I felt well yeah and then afterwards the appetite oh my lord like Same. the I was just the hungriest and angriest (laughs) hungry person of all time and again if she's sitting feeding on you I was like just give me all of the food I remember uh, Tom coming out and I was sitting in the garden I was feeding her and he brought me a plate of dinner like which would have been my average normal no issue with plate of dinner 
and I almost flung it at his head. I was like, where is the rest of it? <laughs> Do you not understand how my body is fueling this little person? Yeah. Well, Can they're I, taking the marrow from your bones. Like they, she <laughs> literally would drain the marrow from my bones. And I thought that she was the worst until her sister came along, who was still draining the marrow from my bones. And I didn't accept myself that I was like, why, why are my shoulders, my arms, my back, my boobs? Like, I thought it was, I thought you just had a bump. I thought yeah, that's I know. what grew and then that would go away because she's out. And, you know, five, six, seven months down the line, I'm like, I'm still getting bigger because my boobs are getting bigger. Of course, they're getting bigger. She's getting bigger. The volume is cha- like, I just didn't respect what my body was doing. And I feel that the combination of the stationary life and the hormonal fueled milk life, I was like, my postnatal body confidence was so bad. How did you feel scrolling on Instagram, which we do so much more of when we're sitting there feeding yeah. and, you know, you're stationary and you're seeing other representations of motherhood and, you know, from people who are bouncing back and looking mm. fabulous and you're thinking, shit, I don't look like that. I think, yeah, look, I, you know, I've worked in the industry for long enough in media that I know what's going on behind the scenes. And I didn't, to be honest, it didn't affect me first time around, um, probably for a few reasons. Firstly, I got, you know, I was pregnant in 2016. She was born in 2017. Insta probably wasn't that big back no. then. OK, so we were probably still in very Facebook land. And it was a bit more based on reality in terms of like the people you went to school with yeah. as opposed to people that were just in an influencer life. Um, but I felt it really strongly on my second um, because like I had I had no time now I had no time so we found out that we were pregnant weeks before the first COVID case in Ireland so I spent my entire pregnancy in lockdown working with a child I had no space I had no capability to take care of me and I was probably consuming a lot more Instagram media of women on their first pregnancies And I wasn't correlating the fact that just because you're growing your first human, it's the same reality as when you're on your second. And it wasn't about my body having to evolve and change and stretch again to grow another human. It was the parenting. It wasn't pregnancy. It's the parenting that changed my body second time around. There is no space for me to take care of me second time around. That's probably the big difference between our experiences at the moment is that, you know, when Caelan's asleep, I'm my time is my Mm. own. When he goes to bed, my time is my own. when our minder comes, my hands are free, whether it's work or maybe whether it's going to do a food shop. So I am able to carve out that time for myself. Mm. Um, and it does seem it does seem almost impossible for you to get a minute to yourself. And anyone who has another child. So as soon as the, yeah. you, know, you know, as soon as like, there's so much dedication that has to be put into a baby. And as soon as the baby's in bed, you know, my other daughter's looking at me going like, yay, me time now. Yeah. Why do you think so many of the people that we follow when they share the more, you know, look look at me after I've given birth and, mm. you know, I look fabulous and the bump is gone and, the t- you know, everything's back to, back, the word back. Mm. We want to go forward. Stretch forward. It is their reality. Okay, yeah. if their body has done that, fair play. Like, yeah. Their body did that. Mine, yeah, it, it definitely bends back quicker on my first mm-hmm. than I don't feel like I I think I'm still as big as I was when I was going in to give birth 18 months ago on my second. But, their bodies did do that. That's not fake unless they're like tuning and filtering and all that stuff. But if that is how their bodies reacted to it. Fair play. Fair play. Great for them. Great for them. I have 
absolutely no problem with them sharing that because that is their reality. What do you think needs to change in society for us to move away from the idea of a bounce back? Well, so if I am as as happy as I am for them, that that is their reality. I think where we're missing is the fact that people, when that isn't their reality, still feel safe to share it. Yeah. So it, it isn't about censoring those that it did happen for. Mm-hmm. It needs to be about, and if didn't happen for you, guess what? You still get to show up and show who you are now. You don't get to just hide and not be in all the pictures forever again. Well, that's what's happening though. People aren't sharing themselves because they're not happy with what they see in the mirror and they disappear. So then we get this skewed perception of thinking all the women are bouncing back except me and all the women that I'm seeing because they're the ones who are sharing it because they're happy with what they're looking like. Exactly. Whereas the ones that aren't are the ones that are just doing like, you know, it's... And look, I'm guilty of that. Like there are days where I look so rough so we have had three nights sleep in 18 months. Three full I nights. I don't know how you're even sitting here. I would be sectioned. And if not, and if it's not you waking up, Jew wakes P up. And if Penny's awake, there is no boobing her back to sleep, obviously. Yeah. So there is, there's a constant someone's up. And that's normal as well. That is like yeah. every house over that is happening. So there are days where literally it's like, I just feel way too rough to show up in any sort of beautiful picture Oh the effort it takes to go and do the hair and the makeup and yeah yeah. even to claw 20 minutes to actually go and make yourself presentable isn't always possible so if anything I'm I'm often more jealous of the women who can go and have washed their face and have done their hair and have put makeup on and I'm looking sometimes down at myself and I'm like there is just this Weetabix all over me and my hair has not been washed in several days. I have nail varnish on that I put on probably about three and a half weeks ago. Oh, three like, and a half weeks. I thought you were going to say three and a half years, which I think some <laughs> nail polish on my toes have lasted that long. And you just, and it just erodes my sense of like, not not how my body looks, but my, I look a wreck. I just look a wreck. And it, so it's not a case of and looking. If you look that way, you feel that way. Yeah, it's not a case of me looking down and being like, oh, "I really wish I could lose that inch," or you know, it's more a case of like, "Who is she? Who is she? Where did she come from?" What do you think the first step would be from a body confidence perspective be f- for you to get back there or time. go for- toward there? So where where could you find? But uh, that? sorry, it's the prioritization of time, okay? Because time exists. Yeah. So this is the thing: time absolutely exists. I'm sure if I were to place myself higher on the prioritization list, I would absolutely be able to regularly schedule exercise. To and like my husband is forever being like, "Listen, go book the hair appointment. Mm. Go book." And I think as well, I definitely suffer from the coming out of lockdown thing of. I have fallen so far out of the routine of having yeah. anything in my diary to go and do. And I no more than you with your personal trainer having to have it booked in. I feel like I need to like start at the top yeah. and work my way down and book 20 different appointments. That's what I was going to say. Like it doesn't even have to be like time to exercise, just time for you to do your skincare routine. But this is where, so we talked in episode one around my biggest stretch on the work me yeah. and mother me thing. So if I have time, I feel like I either need to, let's just say I have time away from Juliet. I I feel like I need to have time with Penny, vice versa. And if neither of those need me, I need to plough into work to silence some kind of thing in my head that's like, you know, you need to pay the bills. (laughs) That's the nature of being self-employed as well, though, because you don't know 
you're never guaranteed of any work coming down the line. No. So there's no clock off time. There's no my clock time, off time is my own now. That's also your you you know you're at the very beginning of it. You've done yeah. incredibly well to build what you've built. But so there's far. an anxiety thing. Like if I was sitting there on a Wednesday morning or something, going off for an appointment for myself, I'd be like, Jesus, you're like. Who the hell do you think you are? Would you go home and work? I know. Now, what you could do is just take the laptop with you while you get the hair well, done. Well, I have started doing that. <laughs> I have started. And even that, like, I need to work on, I'm allowed to yeah. have me time. I'm allowed to take care of me. So we need to kind of set you a challenge of prioritising the yeah. time for yourself. Like, what's it going to take? If, <laughs> if we say, between now and the next time we record, yes, work will always need more time. Yeah. Yes, your kids will always want more time with you. What What are you going to do? What can What can you do? Oh, there's so much. But probably the thing that, so going back to my original thing that I, we spoke about when it came to the, the body image, the body image side of parenting that I want to try and nurture my girls to love is their their physical wellness, their physical wellness. So yes, sure, it probably, I would enjoy some of the more aesthetic things. Um, but actually, I think it probably has to be getting back into a regular physical activity. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're both going on a holiday um, around the same time in, yes. in May. How do you feel about getting back into a bikini or a mm, swimsuit? Like, no, and look, I've been, you know, we were lucky. We got away in October. Um, Juliet was one. You know, I, I went away when Penny was 12 weeks and I felt great. This is, so this is, you know, I felt So brilliant. it's mental, it's not... It's, it's not me- yeah it's yeah. totally meant I felt great I was so proud of how I looked and how my body had evolved and the curves and the boobs and the feeding and the whole thing and over the course of the years of parenting that has just slid down <laughs> into yeah. you just look shattered so I don't think it's about like you said it's not about like oh an inch here an inch there no it's, it's starting with the time to feel like oh I, I, got, I put on my moisturiser so I mm. feel better and when I feel when I look when I feel like I give myself that time I mentally feel better and then you're you're much kinder to yourself you're much more compassionate with yourself so it's mm. the little changes that you have to like building in two minutes in the day for something and maybe that's that's all you can expect of yourself to start with yeah, and I think once you start, look, sleep is a big issue. You know, do you have the energy to go exercise or do you want to just sit down? Yeah. So there's there's like there's like a chain reaction to all of this. And I think getting fueling yourself with energy for exercise, you might have more time or energy in the evening to take you new know, do the hair mask and do the face do do the yeah. other ancillary stuff that makes you feel good. Whereas at the moment, as soon as they're like lights out I'm just kind of sitting staring Rocking into space back and forth. Yeah. 
So exercise is one of those things they call a cornerstone habit where in, mm. in, in and of itself it's incredibly beneficial and good for you but it's one of those things in your life that when you when you do that when you get that habit in place it has this positive knock-on effect of every everything else in your life where mm. okay well I've, I've appreciated that I've taken myself to you know half, half an hour even so I signed up for this Pilates thing online and sometimes uh, if I'm doing something in, at home it could be just literally eight to ten minutes um which we all have eight to ten minutes in our day mm. and then it's doing that class following the video and then the cornerstone habit effect then is that well I've done that now I'm gonna maybe I feel good now I'm gonna make myself something nice to eat mm. whereas if I feel bad I'm gonna really want comfort food um and and like we're saying this not not to encourage people that they have to look a certain way but it's about how you feel about yourself yeah. and the habits that you can put in place but change is really hard and it's almost impossible when you're stretched to the max but we have to take care of ourselves because when we are stretched to the max stretched to capacity that is when we start getting sick that is when we start getting like I was in a changing room yesterday for the very first time in a long time and getting like you know naked in front of these 360 mirrors with the horrific lighting Jesus Christ I have never seen angles to myself like it but you're looking around and you just there's ways that it can just erode you but if you feel good about yourself You know, if you actually feel good about yourself and like you said, eating better, taking care of yourself more, you're less likely to be harmed. Like I was in the, in those pictures, I was looking at my posture and I couldn't believe my posture had changed so much. As I said, I was seeing myself in ways that I hadn't seen in a long time. My posture has changed so much because I have spent 18 months of curled, over. crunched over. You know, I like I am still breastfeeding and um, if she wants to finish anytime soon that'll be super what um, do you reckon she will <laughs> you've seen, <laughs> yeah, her. seen her you've seen her she's just a koala of a child um, and my posture has completely changed and if I'm not sitting feeding her I'm sitting playing with Penny or I'm just or I'm sitting at a laptop so it really reckon, it made me realise again it's like yeah but also you haven't done your Pilates in a year and a half Remember the thing that you used to do to keep? So I had a, I had a disc removed. I mm-hmm. literally had disc surgery. And here I am for 18 months not doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing to protect my health. And what will happen is I'll go do, do something, I'll hurt my back and I'll be even, you know, yeah. lower again. On That's the- what happened to me um, when I, like I was saying in the last episode, if I, or maybe it was this episode, if, when I get sick or when I can't exercise, my pelvic pain flares up and then, then my pelvic pain kicks off pick, kicks off my back pain and then I'm completely out. Uh, I, I just can't, I'm just, like I'm useless and it's really, really stressful and, and I have to recall on, rely on Barry a whole lot more to like literally put him into the cot, pick him up, put him mm. into his high chair. And it's a horrible but, feeling when you can't do it yourself. Between getting, I was really sick at the beginning of the year, I just, I was getting virus after virus and it was like my body was just saying, you're just not taking care of yourself mm. and then when I'm sick then I can't exercise and when I can't exercise then that, you know, then I lose the strength and then I can't get the pain and I just go around and around and around and getting COVID knocked me for six as well. So part of my drive to get up and meet my trainer, and it's only once a week, it's one, it's eight to nine on a Wednesday morning I go and meet him, um, is is to get, to, to, to feel, to be strong enough not to get sick or not to get pain. Mm. Um, and the, the happy benefit, side effect of that is, you know, the, the, the adrenaline or the endorphins of exercising and that having a positive impact on how you look and feel about yourself, how you think about how you look. It's not even about how you look, it's about how you feel mm-hmm. about how you look. Mm-hmm. As you said, we don't get to have a day off. No, 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 no. So we have to build in this time. We have to prioritize it. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, our body will do something that forces us to pay attention to it. So you asked on your Instagram for some feedback on how people are feeling um, around oh the subject of body confidence. Um 
I did. Were you shocked or were you? No, 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 I wasn't shocked. I was quite proud of the honesty. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen a different kind of response. I would have loved to have seen how everybody felt, you know, so proud of their bodies and what it had achieved and what it had done and that they felt brilliant about themselves. Um, they don't. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was really proud to see that at least in this forum, there was real honesty. There was real honesty about how people were feeling. So a few of the questions that I asked as I put it up. Okay, so on a scale of one to 10, where is your body confidence at? And I gave them choices of like one to three, four to six, seven to 10. Where do you think people felt? The last, the up to 10. Yeah. So like the on the, the floor, on the floor, on the floor is how people are feeling about their body confidence. And since motherhood has your body confidence uh, dropped or become stronger 83% have said their body confidence has dropped oh god pregnancy bod this was me 64% loved it okay. 64% loved pregnancy bod like and I'm technically you are at your biggest but it's such a lovely smooth oh. bump and you're so proud of it and it's oh, everything looks and good it's not squishy you don't have yeah, rolls yeah, 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 you're just yeah. like I don't know plumped yeah um, and then what happens baby comes out and 89% were left with their pregnancy bod going what the fuck just happened so what can we do about that though we have to know that the laws of physics if the baby comes out there's going to be like a, you know a bit of a saggy tummy yeah. there like how can we look in the mirror and not hate that after something because so significant I think it goes back to what you were saying though about the there's all this focus on pregnancy there's all this focus on you and your body and how you take care of yourself and how you stay well and how you kind of glorify how you look and you are treated like you walk into a room and everyone's Goddess. like oh can I yeah, yeah can I get you a chair and you should go rest you should take care of yourself well, here's the pregnancy spa package <laughs> sorry baby comes out I was far more exhausted and wrecked than I was when I was pregnant do you yeah. think anyone offered me a chair do you think anyone said you need to go and take a go for a massage yeah. Go take care of yourself. No, no, no. You've got to do what's no. right for the baby. Got to do what's right for the baby. And I just think that it's tied in with that. You're not made to feel special. And therefore... It's you're not about you anymore. No. And it never will be again. So you're not made to feel like... Like if you were pregnant and you walk into a room, everyone has a, oh, you look amazing. You know, imagine just someone said that to you afterwards as well. I know. How would you... You might actually... It's, nice. It would sink in and you'd start feeling like... Oh yeah, this, but you know what would happen? Is, be like, no, I don't. I look like absolute shit. Are well, you, you mad? Wouldn't. You wouldn't because you'll have been so you've been so trained and cultured at this point to know. Oh yeah, if everyone he says that to everyone post pregnancy, maybe it's true. This is a really nice utopia picture you're painting. Maybe it's here. true. <laughs> I think it's true. So anyway, eighty nine percent. What the heck happened post pregnancy? How does social media? This is big. Impact mm. your sense of body image. Ninety one percent say it's negative. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all there. And I think that that's across the board outside of pregnancy. It's just the tendency to socially compare on. It's just like on speed with Instagram. Um, And we're very much comparing, you know, our dimples and our lumpy bits with with a picture that's definitely okay. Yes, it's their reality, but it's also nice lighting. It's not, you know, a bit of tan helps. The angles help. Um, that's that that problem's not going away anytime soon. There's a little bit higher when it comes to kind of accepting how amazing your body is. So 43% at least accepting through motherhood what their body is here to do and the fact that it has done some really good work. So we both appreciate what our body has done. We have respect for it. We just don't like looking at it. Mm-hmm. What do you love most about your body? And I was hoping to see lots of lovely comments here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It grew my baby. Sorry, their, their response is the word nothing. Nothing. Oh, God. The word, the word is nothing. 
Um, I gotta say, I love and still love my my uh, postpartum boobies. They just they grew and they stayed. And I only breastfed for a very short time, but even my husband was like, "Jesus, they're great. They're a great side effect of pregnancy," and I'm delighted with them. I'd like mine too, except they just they're they're, they're not they're, your own. They're all over the place. <laughs> um, now there were some there were some so strength was a big one. Yeah, strength seems to be really really strong. That it is healthy. That it has survived so much. That it grew my babies. What it's done yeah, for like, me in amazing. motherhood. It's it's incredible. A lot of appreciation. So it grew, it birthed, its strength, how strong it is, that it's still here. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but we don't turn that appreciation back on ourselves in a way that's, you know, helpful. No, like this. My feet are absolutely box office. Everything else, a car crash. Box office feet? Box office feet. <laughs> oh my feet. God, my feet are, oh God. Ogre, so ogre feet. We do love, we do love that it that it is strong and we do love that it grew our babies but we're not showing a lot of love elsewhere. So when I asked, what if anything do you feel insecure about your body? So many responses. Everything, everything, everything. My tummy, my large belly, my cellulite, my flabbiness, my stretch marks, my boobs, my tummy and across my shoulders, my breast carrying so much, my post C-section pouch. Tummy, thighs, tummy, extra pounds, squishy, tummy, tummy, squishy, tummy, self-image, post-C-section, mum tum. Can we talk about the cellulite? So this is just something that we have to stamp out because cellulite, yeah. it's genetic. You either have it or you don't. It's not necessarily a case of you train really hard and you don't have cellulite. It's so unfortunate that that is what we believe, that mm. it's a, a, a reflection on our laziness or our excessive weight or, you know, how we eat. <sighs> I also think we we need to appreciate that a lot of times motherhood is arriving at a point in a woman's life when her body would be evolving and changing anyway. Anyway, yeah. As we're having our babies later, guess what? Our bodies won't, like, whether these kids are involved or not, you don't look 20 forever. Can you remember seeing the magazines, like the celebrity magazines, where like there'd be like the the back of a celebrity on a beach and they'd actually zoom in and highlight a circle of a patch of cellulite? And we were like, I think you know you'd be gravitated towards. Just remember that's still like. I guess I haven't bought one in such a long time. Um, but you would gravitate towards it, and I think you'd almost be like relieved that you know, oh, so there this celebrity has it, but you're also still negatively objectifying that person for having it as well. It's like I would challenge you to find a headline that didn't have had a headline accompanied by a picture that didn't reference how the woman either had lost weight, put on weight, had changed weight in that headline so we're completely conditioned that how you show up is the first thing people will start looking at the first thing they'll start judging you for what was that thing that happened that really iconic in a bad way thing with Victoria Beckham after she gave birth where she was weighed live on TV stop yeah and it was like to see she was like she was they weighed her and saw that she was back to her pre-pregnancy weight after her first baby like a couple of days or weeks after having given birth yeah that was a whole segment no wonder like we're all oh my effect Oh my god! Anyway, the, the 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 tummy, the squish. So the so the thing that had to change, okay, the thing that actually had to stretch, to house and grow your baby. The vag. No, oh. the tummy. Oh, the t- <laughs> well, listen, uh, that's just the exit. Yeah. But for the nine months, yeah, is also now the thing that we are just most hateful of yeah. afterwards. Yeah, A instead week. of loving what it did. Need more love for it. There's definitely. I'm seeing more and more really brilliant women sharing 
pictures of themselves and do you know what I love about it they're they're not pointing out that oh here's a picture of me looking shit and I'm and I so brave they're just mm. sharing it and it's like not commenting let's normalise not talking about it let's just see w- images of women who are all different shapes and sizes and not be like oh look she's so special because she's sharing her cellulite I think that's really important we need to be able to share our bodies and not feel the need to apologise for them or comment on them at all and that's probably the beginning of normalising it for, for the likes of your girls growing up. Yeah, which is what I said there about, you know, if you did bounce back, it, I don't think they're showing pictures of themselves just because, hey, look at me. This is what happened to me. Maybe they're showing pictures of themselves because that's who they, that's how they look. They shouldn't pretend yeah. to be bigger. And just like that, we shouldn't pretend to be any other way. Why can't we just be in the world looking as we look? Um, but do you miss your pre-baby bod? 86% do. Do you feel liberated by not giving a fuck about how you look and only caring about your health? The thing that I want and hope I can raise two little girls to feel. Only 36% said yes. So do you think that's because psychologically how we look ties into how we feel about our health? Uh, I think how we look ties in with our feeling of success. Uh-huh. I was good enough. Yeah. I'm I am I must be achieving all of the things that I'm supposed to be achieving if I look a certain way what things do you think we should stop saying to women who are pregnant and postpartum oh my goodness I'm uh, let's let's just focus on postpartum like mm. what are the things that are potentially obviously meant in a positive way but are potentially feeding into the issue a little bit more I'm not sure if it's the things that we should stop saying I think it's the things that we need to add in yeah as I said, I don't think that there's any sort of you look great. Don't say that. <laughs> that said after know. post, yeah. you know, I just don't think that we're allowed to look how we are supposed to look. Uh, or people say it to us. You know, I, I, even if it is, you know, you look tired, it should be followed up with you look tired. Why don't you go for a rest? Can I do anything to help? Something that I think is really important is is less so about maybe the body image more so but when women are pregnant and people comment on the size of the bump and it's we think it's I guess complimentary to be like oh you're tiny your bump is mm. so tiny and my friend one of my, my best friends had premature twins and you know everyone would say it to her like oh, and she, she had she didn't have a, a very large bump and it it was such a source of anxiety for her because she was so worried about her babies um, mm. and equally being told you're massive yeah unhelpful <laughs> not not great either um i think just i guess moving away from yeah commenting on the body at all which is what we should be doing in every direction but even saying like oh you're just you're all bumpy you're nothing else yeah it's like what what's wrong with if you do get a big bigger arse as well i mean those hips have to move my hips have, have Every, forever changed everything gets bigger and wider and softer and it's supposed to and yeah i think i was quite surprised at how uh particular people's comments were yeah. you know you, you, you're you used to general how you look in a oh you look great you look lovely you look, this is like I'm specifically zoning in on a particular part of your body and I'm going to comment on its shape and size you mentioned there about some women just naturally bouncing back and if that's your reality like mm. of course you should share you should not feel like you can't share it and then there's other women who it doesn't happen for but there's also women who it doesn't happen for but they kill themselves in the gym trying to mm. get race back to this to this point of feeling that they are validated they'll be successful or they're you know they've achieved the bounce back ask why do we feel this pressure to be who we were why can't we celebrate what we've grown into 
And that's, that's what this is about. Why can't we celebrate how we have stretched forward? Like life doesn't stay the same in whether it's in motherhood or not. As the years are going by, we need to celebrate the fact that we are we are growing in compassion. We are growing in intelligence. We are growing in the experiences that we have and the people that we are becoming. Why do we have to stay frozen in time and spend our whole life chasing a moment that, yeah, sure, it was great, but it's it, in a lot of cases it's it's gone. And provided it's just it's being done for health as opposed to a sense of, Jesus, I'm great now. I'm back to where I was. Like, why can't we just be really comfortable and love the fact that I really love who I'm becoming? What do you think our our challenge for the week should be on this theme that we can we can encourage our listeners to get involved with as well? I think really ask how you're feeling about your body and is there something that you can do for you like to to really honor where you're at not to sacrifice it not to punish it not to deny it not to make it feel bad for how it looks or how it's performing but actually to say like my body is speaking a language to me and it needs this. That could be sleep. That could be alone time. That could be it needs to laugh. That could be it needs female company. What What's your body speaking to you and saying, I need this this week? That's self-compassion at work. I mean, asking yourself, how can I help myself? What's the one thing I can do for myself today? That is so powerful on everything from anxiety levels to everything and it's the complete opposite to self-criticism which we we so easily tend towards and mm. self-criticism we think will be self-motivating thing like oh look you look mm. terrible in the mirror I'm going to go out for a run I'm going to go to the gym we think that's going to get us to where we want to go and actually it just stimulates the production of more cortisol more stress hormones and it keeps you on this treadmill of self-loathing and anxiety and, and all of those hormones are only making all of that worse whereas when you swap that out for what you just suggested there which can sound like, oh, it wouldn't that be great? Like airy fairy, just love yourself. It doesn't have to be like that. It can just literally be, be that one question. Mm. How can I help myself today? What's one thing that might make me feel a little bit better in this moment? That is actually down-regulating your stress response. You're turning inwards on yourself in a really nice way and you're creating more things like oxytocin, which we know from pregnancy are the good hormones and from childbirth. Um, the more hormones that you're producing just by changing how you speak to yourself actually is impacting how you feel which is going to impact how you think about how you look. It's all going to be positive. Um, and it just starts with that small act of self-compassion. So maybe it's not about, maybe the takeaway is not, you need to go and take an hour for the gym. Maybe you just mm. need to have a moment of self-compassion. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? But also maybe it's something more achievable would just be a moment in the day where you can say, am I in self-critic mode or am I in self-compassion mode? And which one do I choose? I think ultimately we need to remember that the only thing that our babies need and want are for their parents to be happy and healthy. So how are we living that is going to support ourselves to be happy and healthy? Because they watch everything and they learn everything and they are absorbing everything. And if we can pass on anything, it's that they too can grow up and appreciate their bodies and how they will stretch to be happy and healthy. That's ultimately all I want. And it came to me when you just see your little baby going in for an MRI in Temple Street and you're like, it doesn't matter about anything other than happiness and health. It really doesn't. That's it for episode two of Stretch Marks. I am so glad that we finally are making this happen. It's helped me already. It has helped me too. I feel healed. Uh, I'm not quite healed. (laughs) But I feel... Well, we're just beginning the work of of embracing the stretch marks. And look, if nothing else, like you said, it's celebrating the stretch, celebrating the new 
person that we mm. are, are still becoming all the time instead of trying to race back to some frozen moment in time that's just not who we are anymore change keeps coming and we have to move with the stretch otherwise we are definitely going to snap and I really don't want to I don't want to I want to feel that I can flow I don't quite fancy snapping either until next week see you then Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Stretch Marks Podcast on Instagram so you can see what we'll be discussing next and get involved with the questions and the polls or share what you'd like us to talk about next. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do share the love for Stretch Marks. It really helps us grow this community and it means the world to us as well. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.